Yo, welcome to another episode of Stuck in the Middle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Reflex. I'm my brother, and Asian I'm Jordan from Oakland, Michigan. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. That's a blessing, feeling, though. We're able to do this virtually. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Um, blessed every day above ground in this time. It's, it's, a, it's a day to give thanks, you know what I mean? Blessed to be alive. But I uh, appreciate everybody listening in the car right now, wherever you're going, uh, or joining us on YouTube. Hit that ring or subscribe mm-hmm. if you're a first-time listener. So you get updates every time we put out new content. This is Stuck in the Middle Podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, creatives of African descent. When you hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on how we can break the mold, how we can break barriers. This particular episode is brought to you by our store. So if you visit sitmpodcast.com backslash story shop stuck in middle podcast merge, that's how we're able to drive this machine forward. We got a special guest joining us from Philly. Uh, she is the founder and host of Revive Radio Show. Please welcome Tamara Russell, aka Proof of Consciousness POC. Yes, yes. The Stuck Middle Podcast. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm What's excited up? to be, you know, on the podcast with you guys. I've been definitely checking out the podcast. You know, what I mean, doing my Google searches. So I appreciate you guys for allowing me to come through. And shout out to your team too. Um, I cannot remember her name right now at the top of my head, but she was amazing Ma. as far as yeah, as far as following up and you know just being on it with the emails and everything. So I just want to make sure I shout her out too. Yeah, so thank you, Massey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to start here, right? Proof of conscience, consciousness, POC. Mm-hmm. How did you come yes. up with that name? Who gave you that name? That's not, yes. it's, a, it's a pretty dope name. Talk to us about that. It's different. POC, yeah. yes. POC. And the crazy part is, some people actually, when they see it, they don't even, you know, break it down as an acronym. They just straight out say POC. So I, I actually took in that, you know, that name as well uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to embracing POC. But uh, proof of consciousness actually came. Through me having conversation, as we all know, I'm someone who loves to talk to run my mouth. And I was in a heated conversation about, you know, just what we should do as far as uh, the movement. We were talking about the movement at this time. This is when um, the whole Trayvon Martin and um, everything was going down in Baton Rouge and, you know, Louisiana. And um, I was having a conversation. And when I finished speaking, someone was like, yeah, that's proof of consciousness right there. That's proof that she got consciousness. And I just ran with it. I was like, yeah, that is me. That's that's me, POC. That's proof of consciousness. So that honestly just came out of me having a conversation, opening my mouth at the right time. And I, you know, spoke and someone felt it. And they just pretty much threw that out there. I would, I would say they named me. You know, I don't even know mm-hmm. the guy. Honestly, I don't yeah. know the guy. I just ran with that conversation. So that's how. Would you attribute Would you attribute consciousness and the proof of consciousness to being woke? And what does being woke mean to you? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, if I'm going to just put it in like a hundred percent pie, I will be like, you know, 60 40 you know when it comes down mm-hmm. to consciousness consciousness is really just being aware just honestly mm-hmm. being aware of what's going on gotcha. around you gotcha. different yeah. things like that so um that's really what i took uh you know from the actual definition of consciousness and that's where even mm-hmm. revive comes in because revive actually has the um word consciousness in the definition of it which is to restore mm-hmm. life health and consciousness so that's what it's all about um so uh when it comes down to the woke part that's really like a thing i would say that our generation just really uh, <laughs> tapped into and it just became you know a movement or a wave that we was riding as far as being woke um but that's just another way of just saying you know you have some type of you know, mindset or you have uh, some knowledge, I would say, wrapped around whatever conversation you're in at that time. But it's, yeah. you know, you can be woke on black issues, but you cannot be woke on feminist issues or, you know, or financial issues. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of different issues that when it comes to being this woke thing, you know, so 
I just really yeah. think that that was like a buzzword. Yeah. Last time you got to say your last time you got to hear me say your government name. Who is Tamara, a.k.a. P.O.C. That's the last time we got him to say governing it. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tell my mom no, that, too. Oh. <laughs> <Tell you what's laughs> that. Yeah, who is Tamara? Oh, Tamara. That's, oh, so now I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Tamara, uh, she is a 28-year-old woman. I'm still learning, still growing every day, figuring out, you know, the world of what adult um, ish really is about, you know, as far as being an entrepreneur, as well as being a 20 year old woman, you know what I mean? Being able to still be able to take care of myself, handle my bills. Um, cause like I said, I am in Philadelphia, but I'm originally from Washington DC. So I'm in Philly by myself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that I'm learning as I'm growing into this adulthood, um, that's that's really where I'm at. So as far as Tamara, she plays basketball. Uh, she a fake rapper mm. from time to time. Uh, yeah. You know, she loves to cook. She loves smoothies. Um, she she's just very you know bubbly and very energetic as well. That that's how two we're things we have in common. Season. Two things me and you have in common off the bat. I'm about to turn 28 in three days, and I just had a smoothie. Happy <laughs> <birthday>. <laughs> I just had one too. Happy birthday, yo! Taurus season. Appreciate it. So yes. you you're the host of uh, Revive on um, an internet radio show stream yes. on Time for an Awakening every every Wednesday eight to ten. Yeah. So I started out on Time for an Awakening. So right now when I do Time for an Awakening, it's just my pre-recorded shows. So um, Time mm-hmm. for an Awakening was my original platform. Shout out to Elliot Booker, who is the founder and creator of Time for an Awakening. Um, he really taught me and molded me a lot when it came down to this internet radio stuff. Uh, because mm-hmm. when I first got started, I got started in um, my internship, which was a syndicated FM station or AM station, both um, here in the mm-hmm. city of Philadelphia. So when it came down to learning the internet side of it, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, too difficult to get a hang of it, but it was definitely different from being in an actual station. So mm-hmm. um, the the creator of Time for an Awakening took me under his wing and really, you know, taught me how to get this thing jumping. So, yeah, so Time for an Awakening is definitely um, a platform that... What- for somebody interested in radio right now, where would you point them to as somebody who has been on both sides of the pendulum, internet radio or, you know, saying traditional um, FM, AM route right now in this climate of entertainment? I would say do both. What's the difference? I would, I, uh, there is a difference. I can explain that, but I would definitely say do both. Um, if you really think about it, everyone is doing both. Even when it comes down to the biggest syndicated, you know, radio host now, like Charlemagne the God, he has an, a podcast and he has a radio station, Ebro in the morning. They take their entire show from, you know, Hot 107 directly to their podcast on Apple Music. So it's no way for you to not do both. And if you're not doing both, then you're not really trying to capitalize off this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as far as the difference is on Internet radio and also podcasting, you have the ability to be extremely open and honest in yourself. There's no real rules that you have to follow. Um, other than if you have like sponsors and advertisers and things like that, but there's no real mm-hmm. rules that you have to follow. So if you want to say the B word, the F word, you know what I mean? You want to say vulgar language, you can get that off your chest. If you want to go into a religious type of conversation, you can do that. And then on syndicated radio, which is, you know, governed by the FCC, you're not able to do that. Yeah. What, what, what are some things that listeners coming into revive radio or time for an awakening can expect? Like, you know, somebody who's unaware of what you do in your, in your program, like, mm-hmm. what is it about segments? Like, break it down for us. 
Um, you can really catch anything on Revive. We are someone, and you know, this is a platform that really taps into like-minded individuals such as artists, entrepreneurs, small companies, big businesses, um, you know, whether it's just your community leaders. Like yesterday, we had the opportunity of interviewing um, the city commissioner here in the city of Philadelphia talking about voting and how you can still, your vote can still count, you know, during the COVID. So um, we talk about anything from trending topics, current events, politics, sports, um, everything and anything is really the main focus of Revive Radio. We want to be that glue as far as putting that unity back in community with independent media, not necessarily taking it extremely mainstream. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Revive, what does that mean? How did you come up with that name? Well, like I said, um, it really just stemmed from consciousness, the proof of consciousness. So proof of consciousness came first and then Revive just tapped into it um, pretty much because of the definition. And in that definition, like I said, with Revive is the word consciousness. So it really just rolled into each other. And that's really what I'm trying to do, not trying to do. That's really what I am doing um, as far as the definition, as far as restoring life, health and consciousness within my community, my community, as well as, you know, outside communities that are also tapped in as well. What's the reach um, as far as, you know, you being from here, the city, uh, DMV mm-hmm. area, and right now in Philly, what's your reach as far as Revive? No, that's the benefit of you being online, but you know, I don't know if you know what your demographic is. Yes, and I was just going to say that that's the benefit of being online and also um, truly being blessed. Um, I have I have had the opportunities of traveling. So in 2018, I went to about four to five different countries, and in that time, I broadcast i interviewed i even tapped into some of their media over there where they allowed me to come through and be a guest so as far as reach we have been in different countries we have been different continents we have had the opportunity of you know being on the west coast and doing different things too here in the united states so um we have really had an opportunity to spread a lot throughout my travels Mm. that's the best part about internet you can take it wherever you go as long as you have wi-fi you're plugged in Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi and a device to record. Yes. <laughs> Do you think communication <laughs> is a key component to bringing back unity in our communities or respect? Uh, that's a great question. And I'm glad that you asked me that. So, AK, so I, I truly been like tapping in as far as like reading and a lot of writing throughout this quarantine, you know, break that we have had. And one thing that I just read literally on like Thursday was that communication yes is key but communication without reciprocation is nothing so if we don't have the reciprocation within that that communication it's really not the key to whatever you want to unlock within yourself or that person so that's definitely like another level of communication that i'm now trying or doing my best to tap into i'm at this point so when you ask me about communication i'm still really learning and what it really means to be a great communicator um mm-hmm. that's that's where that's i hope i answered that question mm-hmm. yeah. how did you how did you how did you get started in this though how did you get started in this industry of you know me personally i studied you know uh, mass communication in college did uh, a five-year gig in television with awesome. c-span and then now have transitioned. Oh, hey, run down that resume. <laughs> hey, 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 run down that resume. Yes. Over here flexing. How did, you, <laughs> <laughs> how did you get started, though? Like, you know what I mean? How did you get started? And it just walk us through, like, your background for somebody who might think, you know, it's all glazing glamour, like the struggle. No, the, not the even a little bit. Yo, mm-hmm. and, and the crazy part is this was not my dream 
when I first started, mm-hmm. this was not even a passion of mine. When I first started, um, this is really, if I can speak on it, God just showing me what I really needed to tackle at that time in order to step into, you know, who I really am at, who I am at this time right now. But um, I started out wanting to be the first woman in the NBA. You know, all I wanted to do was play basketball, basketball, basketball. I went to school on a full ride playing basketball. So that was my entire you know, motive in college was to play basketball, to play sports and just grind on that so I can make money off that some way, somehow. I ended up getting injured my junior year of college, meaning that I was not able to play my senior year of college because, you know, in the NCAA, you can't play, you don't get no scholarship. So um, I had to just go to school as a regular student and I'm going to school as a regular student. And at that time, I was like, dang, like, what am I going to do with my life? My whole life shifted. And mm-hmm. um, I ended up graduating with a market, a business marketing degree from Chain University. Shout out to the first HBCU. Um, so, hey. I went, so, so when I graduated, I want to make sure I shut that up. But when I graduated um, with a marketing degree, my advisor was helping me. I was like, yo, we have this internship. Uh, they're looking for someone to do their social media marketing. I was like, bet I'm in. I applied. I got it. But guess what? It was at a radio station. That's how I got mm-hmm. in. So I was at a radio station and shout out to um, Saudia, Saudia Durant. She's actually the one that truly plugged me into this internship at 900 AM WRD, which is a radio station um, here in the city of Philadelphia. The first and the only black owned radio station in the state of Pennsylvania. So I want to shout that out too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so Saudia really helped me to get in uh, with this radio station after I figured out what it was because she was already an intern there. I got in, I got the intern and I was uh, internship and I was just doing their social media. So I was in the background. I was watching all the people come in, get the interviews. Like that was my gig. That was my job. Um, so as I was seeing him, it was, it looks exciting, but it looks exciting from the lens of me taking pictures or making or creating stories. So mm-hmm. um, one day he had asked a question and he was like, uh, I need a millennial perspective. I need you to sit down and, and I need your opinion about, you know, this topic. And I sat down at the mic. And when I tell you guys, like, I never got back up. That was the only thing I wanted to do from that time I sat at that mic. And um, from there, I asked him the next day, like, what you did for me was something that I've never felt before, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, if you really want this, then you got to come on extra days. So he ended up giving me like two days extra in my internship. He was like, you got to come on Saturdays. And he just taught me and he molded me. Shout out to Solomon Jones and Keaton. And they came through um, and the producer, he just took me under his wing, taught me all the big buttons and how to, you know, do what I had Mm -hmm. to do. And then from there, it just became like uh, a life, became a lifestyle of mine, became everything to me. You mentioned, you, you mentioned, um, you know, first wanting to be the first, you know, female WNBA, you know, the, the radio station and different, you know, first black entities that you've been a part of. You, just walk us through a little bit about the struggles that personally you had to face as a black woman, you know, um, hmm. in your in your journey right now to where you are right now. That's a great question. Um, as far as the radio side, I haven't really felt, you know, to much discrimination um, because if you think about it in radio, there's a lot of black women in radio at this time. We're really Mm -hmm. booming in that industry as well as podcasts. You know, we're coming up with different ideas, different, you know, topics and content to talk about. So that's not a problem on the radio side, but as far as the media, because with Revive Radio, we also do Revive Media and that's when we go out and do the red carpets and, you know, all the glitz and glamour type things. So I have felt that, you know, discrimination as far as being on different red carpets. One, because I'm an African-American woman. I have dreads. I'm at you know what I mean? And I don't necessarily always dress the par of what 
uh, red carpet media correspondent would look like at the time. So when I'm on carpets like the BET Awards or the Philadelphia Fashion Show or, you know, just different things like that, I'm not necessarily looked at as, oh, I want to make sure I go talk to her first. So I've definitely had mm-hmm. that, that feeling um, in the media industry, yeah. Mm. You mentioned um, revive uh, media and or whatnot. Right now, I feel like it's the best time for um, internet radio. It's a mm-hmm. like those who do podcasting, right? Like when you go to the studio, you have that feel. You're vibing with people. You get to talk to people. With this lockdown, everything is done through Zoom yes. or whichever you know medium that anybody <laughs> chooses. <laughs> how I mean, how has this lockdown impacted you both positively and negatively? <laughs> Positively, I'm going to start there because I want to be a positive person today. <laughs> so positively, um, it has impacted me as, as far as just taking a uh, seat and looking inwards instead of, you know, being trapped into what was going on. So for, personally, me, I was t- tackling on a lot of things as it was happening. And with mm. this quarantine, I was able to just sit down and you know, flush through it or really review why I wanted to take this gig or why should I not take this gig instead of just taking it because it was, you know, on my calendar. At first, you know, at first I wasn't even looking at it. I was like, okay, it's on there, it's on there. But then I got to look and I'm like, why am I doing this? Where, you know, how is this benefiting us? So I definitely had the, you know, opportunity of just sitting down and fleshing out bigger ideas, creating more ideas, and then also, you know, getting with people such as yourself and having time to speak with other content creators to see how we can collaborate because there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of collaborations that's going to have to happen in order for us all to get back to where we were individually um, because the spaces and venues and everything are going to get smaller based on, you know, the fact that we have the social distance. So it's like really how much individual work can be done and really be successful. Um, so that's something that I've been tapping into. But then as far as like the negative side of things, money, financially, I'm not working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, me, I'm an entrepreneur. So I get up every day and I make a brown penny based on what I do within those 24 hours. So the fact that I've been in the house for what, seven weeks now, I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, how can I make a way off of this virtual thing? And I'm like, yeah, that's just not me. I'm a people's person. So um, I definitely have been set back a lot financially as far as not being able to work. And then everything that I had planned, you know, like Coachella, um, Broccoli Fest, The Roots Picnic, all of these things have been canceled. So these are like big media bucks for me, you know, and these things are canceled. Mm. Man, you speaking of, you know, collaboration, Speaking of collaboration, sorry, AK. We were supposed to come up to, I don't know if he was a folk, we were supposed to come up to Philly. Yes, to do the interview. Be on the show yes. and then it turned into a phone, the phone call yes. that didn't materialize and then now the lockdown. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Time. But I think it, it happened for a reason though. You know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. think all of this truly happened for a reason and it's how we are looking at it. You know? So I'm yeah, glad no, you yeah, asked what's facts. the positive and the negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You serve on the board of the Programming Committee on the Leadership Council, the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists and Women in Media. Can you talk mm-hmm. to us about that? What is that? How did you get with it? What did they do? So so right now, so I did do that as far as um, Women in Media. I'm still there. But as far as the Black uh, Philadelphia Black Association, 
journalist. Um, I am now just a member. I did not have the, uh, I didn't have enough time, you know, prior to, so I just had to become a member. So I want to just make that a point too. I don't want to put myself in a position I'm no longer in. But um, as far as women in media, uh, it, it's, it's a great uh, position to be in because you are able to be around like-minded people. You're able to be around women, mm -hmm. you know, who have, you know, the same desires and aspirations that you have. And it's more about uplifting when the moments where you feel like you don't have it to keep going or you feel like your content is not enough, you can really sit by, you know, a woman who can help you and develop you, you know, into something that you're trying to create. So um, I would definitely say being in that position is definitely helpful for me because it's inspiring hearing the stories from other women and then also me being able to tap into them, you know, and being vulnerable at times as well. Mm. What, are, what are three or five characteristics you would say one needs? female or male to become a radio personality <laughs> one needs mm -hmm. you that's a great question one need i'm going to say you're going to need to know thyself mm -hmm. you're, you're going to need to know yourself if this is something mm -hmm. you truly want to do you have to know yourself before you get all the way into it because if you don't you're going to lose a lot you know what I mean? You're going to get lost in a lot of different spaces and you're going to get exposed. Exposure is, is going to be a thing. You know what I mean? Because when mm -hmm. you get in this industry, it's going to be easily just to do some Google. It's going to be easily just to do some research, you know, and just really point out what's real and what's an illusion. So just be yourself. You're going to need mm -hmm. to Do you need a degree? Hmm? Do you need a degree for this? No. Oh. No. Mm -hmm. Think about Charlemagne the God. He's one of the hottest radio hosts, you know what I mean, in America right, right now. And he, he literally t will tell you and flaunt that he has never went to college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yep. <clears throat> all about what that you know who. Yeah. That personality. That's facts. <laughs> yeah. That's facts. What What's the you know who? What's the you know who? Like uh, the connections in the network, your network. You think yeah. so? Would you agree? No. Would you agree? No. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it, I, I do think that it's like the network that you create to make some net worth. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. not just about mm -hmm. your network because you can have a hundred people around you and none of them are benefiting you. Think about these rappers. You know, they come through with a posse of people and none of them have over $20 in their pocket. You know, they just mm -hmm. look like they do. So I want to necessarily say just entirety off your network. I would definitely say it's off of your work period the type of grind and consistency that will really show up in the eyes of people that you want to pay attention to you so the more consistent you are i feel like that would be the real key to creating that network that will get you some net worth mm -hmm. i like that uh tamara i got time for a four question game if you are ready i'm ready <laughs> i'm with it <laughs> what is the number one song on your playlist right now oh that's a great i'm gonna go with chronics uh Ooh. um uh hold on it's right Skank here sweet no no Skank no this is off his new album internal internal uh internal light internal light chronics, i like, internal I like light. that one yes internal what light. are you not very good at um, something that I'm learning that I'm not very good at is listening. I'm gonna go. People always say I need to listen when I talk. I talk too much. Yes, I'm gonna say listening. Describe the color yellow to somebody who was born blind. Mm. 
somebody who was born blind described the color yellow oh that's a great one i'm gonna go with light First thing I think I'm like, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna say that don't even make sense, but because they're blind, right? <laughs> Dang, that don't even make sense. All right, pineapples, pineapples, pineapples. The taste of pineapple. I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna be like the, the the feeling of sun on your body. We just gonna go with that. All right, perfect. Thank you for helping me. I appreciate it. <laughs> what What are you most curious about right now? It could be anything. The first thing that comes to your mind that you're most curious about right now. The new normal or back to normal, mm. you know, whatever mm. society keeps saying, like, we're going to have to go back to a new normal or things are going to go back to normal in about two weeks or whatever the heck that mm-hmm. is. So whatever normal is, that's what the most that's what I'm curious about the most right now. Man, I don't, I don't want to go back to normal because then we're going to be back where we start. That's what I'm so saying. Let's, let's <laughs> find <laughs> a, a new pass forward. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's all for the game. You did, you did good. Thank you. My bad on the yellow question. <laughs> I was I was over here dying, man. I was, how do you even describe that? But what advice <laughs> do you have for any um, young lady or man who wants to venture into um, communication, radio, TV, all that stuff, social media, uh, marketing, network marketing, all that? What advice do you have for them? Um, something that I always say is greatness is a choice. You know what I mean? That's really a quote that I live by. Greatness is a choice. So if you really want it, you have to really honestly choose to be great. And that means, honestly, understanding that being uncomfortable is okay. You know, truly being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're going to be in situations where you're going to want to sleep in for another five minutes. But if you sleep in for five minutes, you won't be the first person there who's 15 minutes early. You know what I mean? So just truly being uncomfortable at at a lot of times and embracing that uncomfortability because when you go through uncomfortable situations it actually helps you to grow and it challenges you to be in a different position than where you were when you first walked through the door or before you even got the key to get in that door so yeah Mm. how can people get in contact with you you know more for for more more insights and how you know saying they can listen in to the radio show and everything Definitely. Um, so you can definitely check me out each and every morning, 7 a.m. We normally do a morning show, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, on reviveisalive.com, but we switched up the schedule during quarantine. So every Monday um, and Wednesday, it's 11 to 1, and every Tuesday and Thursday, it is um, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, and then on Fridays, we actually on an FM down now. We're on 98.5 FM radio here in the city of Philadelphia. So you can check us out every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. We got the Tri-State Midday Mix, um, where you can definitely check us out on reviveisalive.com. Hit us up on social media at revive underscore POC. Um, I'm always looking for artists to send their music my way to get into the quality mix. So you can send me your music at revive.poc at gmail.com. Once again, that's revive.poc at gmail.com. Does it matter what kind of music? No, it doesn't matter what kind of music, but I do prefer that it be radio edited. Um, so it can actually stay in rotation whenever, um, when you do have certain music that has profanity and we typically play it on the late night, you know, hours. So because it is in our radio, we have the ability to play words, with cur- I mean music with curse words in it, but not during the day. We try so much to do so because we want everyone to be, you know, listening to what we have, have playing. Yeah, man, my ears are fragile, man. Don't be cussing up people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try try to mix it up, but we definitely want people to be creative too. 
Yeah, man, I'm eating. That's the benefit <laughs> of you know, remote work. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, y'all. Hey, uh, working from home, saying now. Appreciate you so much, um, Tamara Russell, aka POC, Proof of Consciousness, yes, for kicking yes. it with us this Saturday afternoon. I appreciate you guys for having me once again. Um, this is what it's all about. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I reached out to, to get on. Um, is because creating with other creators is, is really what expands the conversation. You know, we're just sitting on the mic talking to ourselves and our supporters, you know, eventually it's going to be like, all right, I want somebody else opinion you know right. it's cool when you have these interviews because we're, we're getting to know someone that's that's cool but as far as just content like sitting down and talking about you know the quarantine not just hearing it from my perspective you know or hearing mm -hmm. it from ak's perspective so it's definitely cool to have other you know creators come through and just really vibe out so yeah yeah facts facts so get to know you deeper than they, they, they previously did and and i got a question for you guys do <laughs> i have like another 10 minutes before you dip out or i gotta go now no, no, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, because I wanted to just vibe out on some some actual content, some some um, you know, some mm -hmm. things that are going on as far as current events. And I wanted to know as far as the stimulus check, right? A lot mm -hmm. of us, especially millennials, our generation, we got excited. We're like twelve hundred, twenty-four, you know, I, don't, I really want this money. But at the same time, it's like, what are you gonna do with the money? How are you spending the money? A lot of us have rent, we have mortgage we have to pay that mm -hmm. we're not necessarily going to pay at this time because we don't know where we're gonna get our next paycheck. So what's your thoughts right now as far as just that stimulus check? I think I I think it was a decoy for because they haven't and you know said that that month has passed now and mm -hmm. there's no talks of a second check coming in like somebody like me i still haven't gotten my check but me if i were <laughs> you know what i mean like if i got it you know what i mean like i'm i'm automatically thinking like get myself out of debt you know starting small and building up yeah. so he was already spent in you know what i mean like uh like a credit card you know debt. he was just gonna go pay off a credit card or uh, a car loan or whatever not really looking to get you know i know i know friends who have gotten you pair of jordans or you know what i'm saying like actually pay bills or whatever but it was <laughs> it was really gonna be you know used back into for me personally something that um was productive but i think i don't really see the benefit of the of the check because just personally speaking it, it really the way i see it was a decoy to just because we haven't got talks of when we're gonna reopen and there's still gonna be bills it's already mm -hmm. the, you know the first of the month so mm -hmm. where are we gonna get money to pay this this month's rent right so i don't know i don't yeah. know i mean for me i wasn't i mean i hear people i heard people talking about it like an expectation type of thing it's like yo i y'all owe me this i give this to me or oh, when is my coming <laughs> blah blah the stress and tripping about it i'm just saying like i mean <laughs> in a way like if this was not coming what would you have done right Right. What would you have done for me? I mean, I got mine, but I haven't accessed it yet, right? I don't, I don't want to go through the whole email thing to get the password, reset the password, and then get into the account because it's a whole different account now. Um, so I just left the way it's at, and you know, just go by my normal day. I just know that's there for a rainy day. If in case I ever need it, I'm gonna grab it for now. Shout out to you for getting that chat. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yo, I need that joke. I'm about to say, I need mine too. Yeah, I've been, been checking on Good Friday. Oh, so you had yours for a while now. Good Friday, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. That was definitely a good Friday for you then. <laughs> for sure. It's what is it? It's two o'clock. I done checked my account four times already. Mm -hmm. I need the money. Yeah. What, did, what did that commercial say? It's my money and I need it now. Fact. Are you guys really into like politics or anything? 
I I am, but by virtue of my my job, I can't really speak too much on, on politics. But I try, I dabble and dabble around, you know, saying not to mm-hmm. get myself in trouble. But I can answer, I can answer some questions. Shoot, I, I'm ready. No, I just wanted to know, like, as far as how America handled the situation. You know, of course, it was a pandemic, so it affected other countries, not just the country that we live in. Mm-hmm. But as far as this country handling the situation, this was a first for most mm-hmm. of us, you know, or recognizing mm-hmm. a pandemic because we had one in 2009, but it wasn't as big as this one, right? Mm-hmm. So as far as recognizing the pandemic, attacking these situations, and then finding a solution, do you think our country did a good job? You're going to rate it a one I'm, rate it a one through 10 and 10 being the best one being the worst and then give me an explanation. I, I I'm going to speaking of you know sp- stimulus check and taxes. I'm going to rate it into in, into two you know federal and state. Federal wise, I would say a 7. Um okay. Because we were we were way behind the ball as far as like, we were in a reactive you know what I'm saying like mode as opposed to what was the word we we reacted as opposed to being in the position to you know what I'm saying like prevent thousands and thousands and thousands. And you give them a of 7. Lives being lo- I would give him. That's that's being very generous. That's what's very generous. <laughs> I would, that's the first thing that came to your mind. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But it's in retrospect, in, in second thought, I would say probably like a, a five and a half, six. But okay. statewide, because I live in Maryland, and our governor, our governor is Larry Hogan. He has been awesome. Okay. Uh, Maryland, Maryland has been like Larry Hogan has been like. I would give him a solid. Eight, eight okay. Shout out to the Democrats. Yeah, even though yeah, even though we've had we've had like over a thousand deaths, I would say Larry Hogan has been solid um, in how he's responded to the to the virus. And uh, but nationally, I think I think the country like dropped the ball really. And um, I think a lot of people have to be held accountable. First, China has to be held mm-hmm. accountable, and also the Congress people who knew about it and went and you know what I'm saying got their stocks and Facts. And you know, investment out. So those people have to be held accountable for future, you know, generation wise. And also just you know what I mean? Um, yeah, the president really, really as far as communicating the communicating who? The the who? <laughs> as far as communication wise, you know what I'm saying, like really creating a pandemic and you know, when it comes to like when it comes to communicating with, you know, the public. Larry Hogan, for example, and I'm not I'm not big on the guy. Like I would give him his his flowers now, but I'm not really big on the guy on other issues, right? Even just communicating and assuring your citizens that yo, it's a pandemic, but this is what we're doing and putting that reassurance in people, whether it be financially, whether it be morally, whether it be you know saying emotional, whatever. However you want to call him, forty-five Donald Trump, President Trump, whatever <laughs> is, he he he's a mess. He is a mess. <laughs> Communication, I think. And I read, I read a report the other day, I don't know if it's true, that CNN, MSNBC, and a couple others, except Fox, is going to stop carrying the daily prey. I think that's, I think that's fine. It's like, needed. Because that, it's needed, because that's doing more har- harm it's at Provoking this nothing but fear. Exactly. I and think then, that's, they should. And then we get, you know, people actually drinking bleach, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. AK, what's your thoughts on it? What's your thoughts, AK? I mean, I see things a lot different. Um, First stuff is like, we already know our president. Well, we already know the president, our president. Let me put it that way. Although some people say, it's not my president. You live in the United States. That's your president. <laughs> our president, we already, know, we already know what it's like. You know what I mean? We already know the other things to say. And people entertaining. I'm like, bro, like, what are we entertaining? We already know who this man is. You know what I mean? Like, let's focus on really what is real. Because all this right here is just noise. It's blocking us. It's shooting us from the real problem. 
since the since he started his elections he's been shielding away he's been using different things to like shield us from the real actual problem and we're still not getting that you know what i mean too is like he's been good at that he's mm-hmm. been good at that he's been great at that mm-hmm. and we also know there's a lot of people he got a lot of followers you know what i mean and i hear people say oh this strong people do that bro we already know what is <laughs> let's focus on what isn't man like we already know what is why are we so focused on what is we can't change that Mm-hmm. Let's focus on what is it, and that's where, to me, I feel like us as a nation, we 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 we, we are so terrible at. We are just terrible at, right? Um, two, when it just comes to this whole thing, well, they knew way ahead, way before exactly. even hit in the United States. They knew this, but then, like Flex said, man, people went on pulling out their stuff. You know, they're stalking on one. I don't blame them. We live in a capitalist society, right? Hey, if you if you're privileged enough to get information first, good for you. If you're not, Thanks. hey, too bad for you, right? But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, That's just that media. basic, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> that basic, that basic of um, um, compassion for humanity, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, you have money, but still, I, I live in this, in this in this in this in this great nation, and there are other people living here too, um, despite their um, economic status and all whatnot. Mm-hmm. So let's be reasonable. Let's do something about healthcare, man. For 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 God's yeah, sake, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because speaking of healthcare, right, and and speaking about you know just the presidency, right. So right now, also 2020 is an election year. So mm-hmm. prior to this pandemic, we actually had another Democratic candidate running, which was Bernie Sanders. I was actually excited mm-hmm. about Bernie Sanders because of you know the the theories and the ideologies that he was coming up with. It actually sounded wonderful to me. You know, such as universal health care, you know, child mm-hmm. care, um, uh, lifting minimum wage to a living wage of fifteen dollars an hour for people like our essential workers, right? So mm-hmm. now that he's dropped out, it's like everything that he was saying actually sounds like we need it right now you know what he was saying is something that needs to be implemented right now at this very mm-hmm. time because that's what people need they need their health care for free they need to be able to take care of their children because some people still have to go back to work and then their schools mm-hmm. you know are necessarily not in session a lot of uh states have shut down their schools districts for the entire school semester or school mm-hmm. academic year so it's like when it comes down to health care it's like i honestly have a hinge that 45 is going to get another four years and i just feel mm-hmm. like that's, yeah, that's still sure. not something that's, that's on the radar for him you know because he's telling people go out and drink bleach instead of actually saying you know what what we're going to do is we're going to do something about these big pharmaceutical companies we're going to do something about these big you know uh insurance companies we're going to make sure that every citizen is taken care of still to this day they're saying like oh you can't go unless you're showing signs of you're about to die you know like what what mm-hmm. is that you know and especially for people walking around who really are asymptomatic they would never know that they have it until they're really about to die so the fact that Mm -hmm. us you know here in america we're not you know i guess stable stable enough where to the point we can take care of everyone i think that's a huge problem and the fact that they can just poof click two thousand two trillion i'm sorry dollars out of nowhere i know for a fact that they can make sure that everyone has health care i think think to a certain to a certain go ahead no, finish. What you about to say? No, I was gonna say I think to a certain <clears throat> extent, at, at least um, in 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 my state in Maryland, that universal. Because if you have it, you know, what I'm saying like uh, the COVID nineteen or coronavirus, um, and are like you know, what I'm saying to the brink of 
can't breathe, cough, the headaches, fever, all that stuff. You can get treated for free. And so it's... It, why I do you have to wait that long, can... Flex? That's my point. Why do you yeah, have to wait so... that long? Like, why do I have to be on my deathbed almost, you know, in stage three of the situation for you to be like, mm-hmm. all right, come come through, come through. I got it for you. I'm going I'm to help you all now. Like, right. come on. So, Who wants to go so, all yeah, the way so that's my point, right? Like the government can afford it um, at least to provide, you know, that universal health care or better health care system for, for citizens. Yes. So this has proven that 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 in fact can be a thing that can be implemented and successfully. And think about the people who lost their jobs. And the only thing that they really was keeping their jobs for was because they needed their insurance. You know, a lot of if you think about it, a lot of conversations amongst millennials like, yo, I just need my job because they got they got the benefits. I need these benefits. I'm not taking this job unless they come with some type of benefits. And those right. benefits include health insurance. You know what I mean? So right. think about the people who lost their job who no longer have health insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I, 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 you know, within all this, I, I have all these different questions that come to mind. One one of the most um, important questions to me that I have right now at this given time is to parents, right? Parents um, who drop off the kids, at, you know, at school in the morning and pick them up at 5 p.m., for example. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do you guys feel? Like, how, in terms of importance, where do we put our teachers, right? And, I, and, 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 I'm, and I'm saying this from an economic standpoint, right? We pay our teachers less. Right in these times right now, when you get to steal your kids and see them twenty four seven, and even help mm-hmm. in the homework system, how do you that guys really feel about this? That homeschooling ain't easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bit them right in the butt. <laughs> Bit them right in the butt. They did not expect that coming. Um, and mm-hmm. shout out to our teachers. Shout out to you know this pandemic truly exposing a lot of great areas here in America and different states you know across America. So I appreciate the exposure that this pandemic brought because when it comes you're definitely going to have to pay them more when it comes down to these essential workers you're definitely going to have to pay them more there's no such thing as paying a janitor 750 no if you want that janitor in that building taking his risk he needs a good 20 dollars an hour as well you know just like the cashier so you know when it comes down to the exposure i appreciate what this pandemic did and i uh when it comes down to the teachers and the students um this is going to be wild because you got to think about it some of these kids weren't even on academic level in some of these urban neighborhoods and some of these public schools some of these public schools don't even have the equipment to ship out you know tablets or computers whatever to all of oh, these access homes. to zoom and all that yes. you know some of these some of these houses were behind on their electricity so uh their electricity is on but at the same time you're expecting them to pay for wi-fi you're going to give them wi-fi but at the same time they don't have, you know, a place where they can go and actually learn. They don't have an environment where they can sit down and learn because they have 20 people inside their home at this time, you know? So yeah, it's a lot that's going to affect our students and our youth. Um, and I pray that our parents are kicking in and doing what they're supposed to do as parents because they mm-hmm. relied too much on teachers, you know, to do what they were supposed to do in the first place. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a lot, man, but, you know, saying people like me got to make money somehow like delivering orders i'm sorry i gotta i gotta run and we, <laughs> we so i had to leave the conversation right there um but definitely appreciate you uh tomorrow a lot for no, i appreciate you too definitely we, we yeah we're gonna link up again uh for sure and um hopefully hopefully the listeners can glean a lot in from from what we from what we spoke about and also you know and just get in contact with your radio show and everything that you got going it's dope stuff i really appreciate it. thank you thank you thank you both i appreciate that Sir. Okay, you good? Now I'm good. I'm straight, man. I'm straight. Um, 
to all our listeners, you know, for those listening right now, it's your first time. Welcome. Thank you for clicking on that link to listen to us. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure you took one or two things with you. You know, as you go, hopefully you come back. Um, follow us on all platforms at SITM Podcast. Our website is SITMPodcast.com. We also host blogs as well. If you want to write for us, feel free to do that. Um, the email link will be right here. Footnote. Um, you can shoot us your blog and we're going to um, put that on our platform. Uh, our merch store. Um, shop our merch store. That's how you know, we get this thing going. Um, Reflex got a book that's coming out. His debut novel is coming out. Order a book, man. I'm about to go drop you know, a bunch man. of orders right now. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, May 5th. Uh, it drops on um, what Kindle. I mean, it's going to be on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, you know, everywhere pretty much. Yeah, man. Go, you know, buy that thing, you know, support a young brother. Let's have these conversations, man. Just stuck in the middle. Oh, thank you, POC. You know, maybe oh, no, thank you. Yeah, follow her as well. Um, this is Stuck in the Podcast, and we out. We out. We out. Appreciate sure. it.